Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. Hi, it's Jamie. Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is the sanctuary of sweet truth? It is a beacon in a storm of anger, hate, and misinformation. Here the truth is you are free to be yourself and stand by your own moral compass. Live by it, and you can be in the Life's Hall of Fame. The distance, you can run the mile. You can walk straight through hell with a smile. You could be the hero, you can get the gold. Breaking all the records, they thought never could be broke. Yeah, do it for your people, do it for your pride. You ain't never gonna know if you even try, do it for your country, do it for your name, cause there's gonna be a day when you're standing in the Hall of Fame, yeah. and the world's gonna know your name, You got to open, Billy. Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees, and my partner is Sugar Shane, DJ Sugar Shane on Twitter. How are you doing, uh, Shane? Doing good, man. Still recovering from jet lag. A lot of driving in a little space of time. It's, well, I yeah, the, the idea is so now you went to Georgia. Yeah. Well, whereabouts were you down, uh, 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 in Georgia? Uh, about 25 miles directly west of Atlanta, a city called Douglasville. Oh, yeah, of, okay. It's outside of Cobb County, the Marietta, near the Marietta area, in that area. Right. I went down there and stayed a few days. My family surprised them. They were shocked. So that went oh. well. Well, that's awesome. This is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. We are on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio, and we are live. Initially, the show's debut live Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. While you were down in Georgia, um, anything major going on down there? I mean, any big news story or something really interesting going on? We got a Panera Bread in my hometown. Wow, that's how I bet that's something. Oh yeah, yeah. We actually, I, I, you say that funny, but really, the where I live at, where I lived, isn't that small. It's pretty well right. built. It's pretty well built up. You have to go a couple of counties west before it starts looking rural. Right. I, I'm, I'm familiar. Douglasville is. Yeah, it my, used to be like right. that when I was a kid. I twenty stopped right there in Douglasville. That's where I twenty stopped at, or started, okay. however you want to look at it. But that's where it was at, and then the rest of it was just regular old road. And uh, I remember, I remember that as a kid. 
And that's why when you watch Smokey and the Bandit, when he's doing all that high-speed pursuiting and shit, he's not on the interstate all the time because they didn't have all the interstates back then running like they do nowadays. No. So just to give you a little insight into that movie. but Right, right. Well, I remember that movie. I was very small when it came out. Yeah, I was too. uh, I I remember the, uh, you know, the... the the CB radio craze that was, what oh. was the, and I went out and I actually I always liked electronics and I, I was always one of these guys that had the stereo system you don't you, that's not a big hobby with young people anymore like it once was but uh, oh. I was, no I, I had uh, you know big speakers and big amplifiers and uh, my dad did too and if, that was good for me because I didn't catch any hell about you know, playing music and stuff. And uh, when the CB radio craze started happening, I decided that I wanted a, a bass. And I remember the one to get was a Cobra. That that was the uh, that was the brand to get was a Cobra CB. Ugh. And yeah, and, and yeah, that's uh, what. Yeah, that, we, I remember. I remember that was even that was even a craze for me personally because I did a lot of driving, traveling the southeastern part of the United States with that partner of mine doing fixing ladders for office depot uh we wanted we, we wanted cobra cbs even back then and that was in the early 90s yeah oh yeah i mean the, the hobby's still there but i mean but back it's not in like it used 70s. to be you're right. oh no no the late 70s i mean that was the you know what, what was it cw bacall and somebody had that some of those songs about the trucking and all that and oh yeah one nine you know and all that and uh we're gonna have us a convoy. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, but you know, actually, that, that was a big craze then, though, man. Oh, it was, yeah. And it lasted for a number of years because I remember when I was a kid, I was a real young kid. This is a, this is the first movie I ever recall seeing, and it was at a drive-in theater with Smokey and the Bandit, and it was filmed <laughs> in Georgia, good part of it. Right. And uh, my aunt actually went out there on some of the shootings and stuff. And it lasted for a few years because I remember being on a CB radio in my house. Yeah. That's what a talking, base was. And talking yeah. to truckers coming off I-20. Yeah. I remember I learned what a lock lizard was when I was about seven years old. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Right. So I mean, yeah, I, it was a big craze, and I and uh, this is what started me on my journey into liking movies. That's the way I look at it in a lot of ways. Because I remember exactly, now where that drive-in theater is used to be is now apartment complex. But, yeah, but uh, well, anyway, I uh, did you know that there was an earthquake tonight, and it was on the east coast? Oh wow. And apparently it was uh, detected in Delaware Bay, not far from uh, the Dover uh, base housing. And it was around a 4.1. There were some different measurements that came out through the evening. but I wonder how far you could feel it. Uh, pretty far. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was, I, I don't know if it was felt in New York or not. Um, in that area, it wouldn't be impossible for it to be felt, you know, in that whole northeastern area of the country. Right. Um, so, you know, this type of thing always gets people talking because they act surprised when a uh, earthquake happens that far east. 
but and in actuality, an earthquake can happen pretty much anywhere in the world. Oh yeah. Uh, the um, but you have likelihoods of some places less than others. Yes. But it can't happen anywhere. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Now that New York area, um, don't quote me on this, but my memory of that is that that whole area sits on on, on pretty solid ground. It's on it's on rock. I don't know if it's a granite or what it is. Oh. But uh, if an earthquake would happen that was bad enough to shake New York City, it would be really bad. Wow. You're, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, to shake that much heavy earth uh, would be uh, a, a, an earthquake that you could probably feel throughout the hemisphere. I mean, it would probably be pretty bad. Wow. Uh, and I'm not an expert on this, okay, but I'm just kind of speculating that it's I, not I like – I ain't doubting like you either, though. Have, or, uh, out on the, on the West Coast where you have fractures in the, in the earth. Um, something that would shake a relatively solid piece of the earth on the east coast would have to be pretty powerful. And right. it could happen. And a lot of people are worried that a lot of those buildings in New York don't have the same standards that the ones out on the west coast do. Well, have you ever heard about that earthquake? Not earthquake, it's a volcano. Not to try to throw you off, but it's about, they say, could erupt in Yellowstone Park. Yes, yes, I have I have heard of that. They said that it's past due by hundreds of years. And that if it did blow, it could take out over a third of the United States population. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, I've damn, heard- that's a massive damn volcano. I ain't trying to scare the shit out of nobody out there. Don't get bad. You know, I'm not trying to freak nobody out. I mean, shit happens, shit happens. What are we going to do? We can't do nothing about it. But still... You know, I, when I heard the story, it kind of wigged me a little. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could happen, and I'll leave you with one more Armageddon, Armageddon uh, type remark. Bring it, Bring it. Preach it. <laughs> I never understood. <laughs> with all the money that we, that we spend, that it's so hard for NASA and other agencies to get money to be scanning the the sky because you know uh, the idea that an impact could happen it doesn't have to be as dramatic as as the asteroid that, that wiped out the dinosaurs no which was probably the size of mount everest yeah that had to be huge but even even if and where it landed didn't help either it landed in in in, in the area that's about where mexico is and uh, that that kicked up a lot of loose earth. Had it happened in a in, a, in an area that was more had a more of a stable surface, not so much stuff might have gotten kicked up, um, and wouldn't have blotted out the sun. And who knows? It may, it may have altered our evolution. Oh God, being, no doubt it would have. Oh goddamn, yeah, hell, of course it would have. Because uh, obviously that that extinct, extinction level event gave gave way for mammals to come to prominence so uh you just don't know but but anyway what i was getting at is i don't understand it would have been a totally different picture no doubt yeah the uh i don't understand why we don't you know spend a lot more time mapping the the these the outer reaches of the solar system for objects that could potentially be heading our way that's something I've never really understood. Uh, e- even a, a relatively small asteroid, something that was 
less than half the size of that one. And that was pretty big. Like I said, that was the size of Mount, Mount uh, Everest, they, they estimate. So let's what say could something. What we really do besides shoot them down, though? Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, I don't understand why we don't uh, have some sort of a of an international agreement among major nations that we have some sort of a system in place that it's potentially possible that we could find these things years before they head our way. Oh, yeah. And with that much warning, I don't understand why there isn't some sort of a system in place that, you know, we'd have an international agreement that, you know, we'd all work together and fund something that would go out there and throw that thing off well, course. It's not, like, it's not like you're destroying life. No. <laughs> it's a rock. Yeah. So, I mean... You know, just something, like I said, something that was a quarter that size hit over a major metropolitan area, and it would be like a nuclear explosion. You know, it would be absolutely horrific. So anyway, I've never understood why we didn't spend more time with with that. Anyway, I got uh, I got this here. I know that you're a uh, a big fan of all the uh, old actors and the yeah, old, a lot of them, yeah, yeah, well, a lot of the pop culture icon figures and Jim Neighbors. Oh, I know the guy who uh, played Gomer Pyle. He did pass away. He was 87 years old. Surprise! 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy Griffith, so, man. He was. And then he got his own show. That was a spinoff, yeah. I believe. I yeah, that. It, it was. It was. I remember the episode where Andy takes him to um, the Marine base. Oh, okay. And uh, that was the. Then it started the Gomer Pyle show. But, okay. Uh, but, you know, that, you know, that wasn't no act. That guy talked just like that. Oh, I believe that. In real fucking life. But, boy, when he sang. He sang like he just came off a fucking boat in Italy. Yeah. He was unreal, dude. I never the talent that man had vocally is something I could never even begin to imagine. And yeah. I think all the way up to his death, the Indianapolis five hundred, he sang some song before every damn every Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, I don't know I don't remember the name of it, but you are correct. Because he was from yeah. Indi- he was from Indiana. Oh, okay. And uh, that's one of the things he did was at the brickyard every year. He would do that. Some song. I can't remember what it is either. Some kind of like opera almost type song. I don't even know what the fuck it is. But he can sing, man. He had a set of damn pipes on him, dude. But uh, I don't know much about his him his lifestyle or what he was or what you know who who he, if he was married or whatnot. I really don't know shit about the man much. Just I'm pretty he, sure he had a husband. I could be wrong about that. Oh, he might have. He might have. I, like I said, I haven't a clue. I mean, I always thought he could have been, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. But. uh so I don't like to judge a man just because, you know, somebody talks a little high. I don't mean shit, you know. Right, right, right. But, uh, I mean, look at Rock yeah. Hudson. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, nobody uh, would have thought that shit about him. I'd have never thought that about Rock Hudson. So you can't yeah. go, you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, and that's it. And not that there's anything. Oh, well, I don't give nothing wrong with no, it. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, let me clarify that shit. Let me clarify that shit. Right. I'm not stating that that is a wrong thing either way. I'm just saying, you know, how some act more feminine than others. That's just a fact. I'm, no, not, meaning that in, I'm not meaning that in a mean way. No. No. You know, hell, I don't mean that at all. I mean, look, like I said, look at Rock Hudson. You would have told nobody would have guessed that in a million years. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. You know, when you had, what's his name, uh, Liberace. Right. Nobody talked about it, but everybody fucking knew it. Yeah. I mean, it was just one of them things. But the dude was just so damn talented, nobody wanted to do anything. I mean, nobody was going to even try to ask him, you know, question him at all. Right. So. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm not sure about Rock Hudson as a person. I I have mixed yeah, I emotions. Don't either. Personality. I have a feeling he could have been kind of a, a a tough guy to deal with. He strikes me as he could have been an asshole. That ain't no yeah, lie. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll give it to you. You know me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he strikes me as he could have been an A one douchebag. You know, he could, I, I, I don't. I really wasn't a fan of him as an actor. Really, he's not one of them ones you said. As I, you know, I'm a big fan of the old time school actors. He's not yeah. one of them. Yeah, I mean, he's done a couple of bits here and here, here and there, especially a couple of movies he did with Doris Day that are fun to watch. You know, not nothing. You know, you know, not Academy material, but they're okay to sit and watch. Yeah, but I'm uh, not a huge fan. But yeah. uh, but the reason why is even on screen his demeanor kind of depicted, "Hey, I'm an asshole." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why it did, but it just did. Yeah, even in his romantic roles. So I mean, yeah. but we yeah. could be wrong. But hey, we could be wrong. We could be wrong. Um, yeah. Well, we're not going to talk anymore about that. I, I, speaking of guys who are uh, <laughs> bad dudes, <laughs> this one really surprised me. Uh, this one really surprised me. Charlie Rose surprised me a little bit. Yeah. And I, I forget his name right now, but the guy who is on uh, National Public Radio, the guy with the great voice that tells the stories, I, I don't remember his name, but he, he's in some kind of trouble now. Damn. And uh, <laughs> Matt Lauer. I don't know. Yeah. Can you believe that shit? That is some crazy stuff. Yeah, I've never seen that shit coming for a while. No. Charlie and, Rose, he was all time flirty on the damn show. It didn't really surprise yeah. me as much about him. Yeah, he 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 has kind of that dirtbag. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but he seems like the old man on the side of the road wanting to look up a chick, you know, this girl's skirt. Yeah, bend over and pick up my cane there for me, honey. You know, but you know, checking her ass out. That's what he strikes me as. But Matt Lauer, I never seen that coming for a mile. Yeah. He was such a straight-laced motherfucker. Yes, he was. I've always loved to watch him. I don't. I didn't get up and make a routine out of it. But when I was flipping the channels, if I seen him, I would stop. Yeah. I would watch. And now I'm like, dude, well, you know the way things are going, man. It's almost becoming a fucking witch hunt. For for damn dudes, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but for dudes that are doing the wrong thing, that should be that should be done. But don't get me don't get me wrong. But for long, we ain't gonna have nothing but fucking women on the damn television. <laughs> Man, all, all these men are gonna be scumbags. I wanted to ask you about something about this. I want I want to do this thing with Matt Lauer here real quick. For those who have been living under a rock and do not know, Matt Lauer was let go from NBC. And the reason being was there was uh, uh, a pretty detailed accusation made about uh, somebody. We don't know the details quite yet. There's been some leaks, but suffice it to say he was up to, to, to no good with some, some people there at NBC with some women. And uh, this was stuff that crossed the line into harassment and other things. And... Um, they played a a clip of him interviewing Bill O'Reilly. Hmm. And what was interesting about this clip is, you know what he said to Bill O'Reilly? Oh, Bill God. O'Reilly was 
saying, you know, hey, you know, this is, you know, allegations and this is the world we live in, blah, blah, blah. And Matt Lauer said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but what he said was, in essence, Mr. O'Reilly, you're the the big star at a major, major network. You're the, you know, the king of the hill. You're the you're the anchor that keeps that company in the ratings. Oh, and definitely. and for them to let you go, whatever evidence they have against you must be pretty compelling. Yeah, 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 and and what about that? And and it is truthful. Yeah, well, my point was is yeah, that's how he let go. So I mean, the same because he was NBC News, right? You know, he was the guy behind. He was the man behind the curtain at at NBC News in so many ways. And uh, for him to be let go the way that he was, I'll say the same thing. There must be something pretty compelling there. Now I'm waiting for now I'm waiting for Sean Hannity to have some chicks on the side. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, don't say shit yet, brother. Yeah, I don't, don't say I don't, shit I don't. yet because I didn't think Matt Lauer would either. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I know Sean Hannity. He looks like he's the straight laced big time Republican. It was never that. He's got his head too far up Trump's ass. Well, that's true. What if he was blowing <laughs> Trump? <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. For all you, you know, Trump I, fans, I'm not. I'm, I'm, hey, for all you Trump fans, I don't mean to be mean by saying what if he was blowing Trump. You know, I'm sure Trump would be giving it to him in his ass too. So, <laughs> a lot of the women that. Uh, I do business with. I'm actually going to uh, have some more conversations with them here in the next coming week or so. <clears throat> but uh, they all agree, and I would agree. And and this is where I want to get your opinion. Um, I would pretty much say that just about all of the allegations that I've heard, all of the accusations that I've heard, are probably true. And, and I'm saying that up front because I'm going to go somewhere with this. The the same people who would hear me say that and, and cheer me on are the same people that if I made a, a statement like most accused drug dealers are guilty, yeah. they would be up in arms over that. You know, they, they would have all these things about due process and, you know uh, – uh, how bad the police are playing evidence, and, and and I could go on and on with this. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know what? They're right. And and the fact of the matter is, is yes, hey, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. And I, I and a lot of my 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 fellow friends uh, in the business community that are women are are actually saying this. That there's there's a climate among the far left now where they don't even they come right out and say they don't care if a few innocent guys get snagged oh, they don't man. care I mean th- their their thing is, is that this is overdue and you know men need to be punished for what they've done. And in, in, in the far left's view, 
men are all guilty of something, whether it's harassment or whether it's objectification, um, whatever it is. And uh, what a lot of my women friends who are objective on this issue, I would agree that that there is a problem in the business community with certain types of men. There's absolutely no question about that. I'm not, I would not going to deny it, not going to defend it. And I would also agree that the world is a little bit more of a scary place for women than it is for men. Oh, yeah. A lot of times when, uh, you know, a woman's out at a bar and she seemingly has a guy who wants to ask her out or do whatever, those guys can become very aggressive. And that's something for the most part that us men do not have to deal with. Okay, I mean, we don't ever fear for ourselves too often from a woman in a bar. But it's a different world for women, and I would concede all of that. I'm not in any way, shape, or form minimizing um, the world for women. But by the same token, it, it's it, it's just like anything else. Um, I don't want to climb it where it's okay to grind up a few innocent people. I, I, I don't want that. And I also don't want to climb it where um, there's been a few times here within the last week or so. Now, a lot of this may be my own paranoia. But there's been a few times when I've, you know, I've been meeting with business people and they have an associate that's female and uh, they'll say to me, I'll be right back. I got to take this call. And I'm in, I'm alone in the room with them. Mm. And and there are, I, I've, I've been a little nervous. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you. I, I mean, I, I very careful not to say anything. I'm, I'm censoring what I say. And I, I don't want to be in a situation where I get accused of something. Right. And uh, that climate cannot be good for anyone. It cannot be good for anyone. I mean, what what, what I wouldn't want for for the women's movement is for a lot of people to say, you know what, I'm not sure if I want to hire a woman because I don't want that liability. Right. And and that that can't be good for anyone because it'll go the next step is, well, if I get into a situation where I have to hire the woman instead of the man, I'm just not going to hire anybody to hell with it. That, that can't be a good situation for anybody. We can't have a situation where um, that climate exists. Right. And um, so um, with that being said, what, what, do you, what do you feel the solution is? And we should probably talk to, you know, talk to a woman on, on the show about this. Yeah, it would be nice to do to talk to. Maybe I can... I have to figure it out. I have to get the other headset going. I left my, one of my headsets in Georgia. But um, it would be cool to have a, a woman's perspective. Have you, would your wife be willing to do that? I, I don't know. She's she's kind of 50-50 on, on, on doing, <laughs> doing stuff. Like, I don't want to put her on the spot. Okay. Yeah, I don't want you to put her on the spot. No, I don't no. want you to do that. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. But I'm just saying if she is comfortable with it. It'd be cool to have her on the show. I, I invite her personally myself, and I'll promise if it's I, well, since it's a lady, I'll try to keep my language to a bare minimum. So, because uh, if we had a lady on the show, yeah. But um, my take on it, uh, yeah, I think the accusations are probably true. Uh, I don't know all the ins and outs on why it's taking so long for them to come forward. I understand part of it 
especially from an acting standpoint. Um, if you're just now getting started in the business and this big time guy is giving you an opportunity, you sometimes keep your mouth shut so you can move yourself to wherever you need to be in the field. Right. So, I mean, I do understand that. Uh, not saying that you should do it and let it go, but I do understand why sometimes the pressure of being a success, you can sometimes keep your mouth shut. Uh, but yeah, um, what can be done about it? I don't know, man, except for, uh, mm, some kind of stricter punishment and, uh, I don't know how to, and for people to come forward sooner, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it other than that. Yeah. That's about it. There's people who don't wait 30 years. Yeah. I mean. Well, the, the, the explanation for that is, is that a lot of them were scared. But then once somebody else accuses somebody of, uh, you know, that did something to you, and it goes public, then you feel a little bit more comfortable coming forward and say, yeah, me too, just like the hashtag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I would have to say I, that's understandable. I've been in situations, not not sexual ones, but I've, I've been in situations where... Oh, come on now. I'm just going to stop this mess. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it worked. I've right. been in situa- situations where... There were things going on that I didn't like. Oh, yeah, we all have. A lot of people have. And, um, you know, I was a little intimidated by the fact that I knew that the people that were doing stuff they shouldn't be doing were liked a lot more by the boss than me. Oh, yeah. It's called kissing ass in the many cases, literally. Yeah, and I, you know, that's, that's probably one of the that's probably one of the reasons why working for other people as an employee, I, I've done very well as a subcontractor, but um, working for somebody for the same person every day as an employee, I, I, that was probably one of my downfalls. Was I couldn't do that? Right. I, I just couldn't do it, and um, it bothered me everybody that runs their 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 own business has a right to run the business any way they wish there's no question about that but when you're exposed to stuff every day that you know is 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 not good is not good for the customer is not good for anybody you, you know um and there's nothing you can say about it because it's not your company that that is a i, I could I, I could only i could only exceed in that environment so long no yeah and uh, but but here again, my my point is 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 I've been in a situation where I really couldn't say anything because the people involved were well liked by the by the management and the owner. Well, can you, you can imagine what these women went through? True. When something serious was happening to them sexually, or of a sexual nature, at the very least, and. They're in a position where they're not going to get believed, and if they are going to get believed, nothing's going to get done about it because everybody's buddy buddy. Yeah, and and um, so I have a lot of empathy for this. 
Um, I have a lot of empathy for this. That's sad when you see the slackers and the people that don't do shit getting promoted over you. Yeah. You're busting your ass all because they're sleeping with the boss. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, and and the other thing is, too, is there are a lot of men that are victims of this, but it's usually not a woman that does it. It's usually another man. Oh. No, and, I don't think I'd ever be part. No offense, and I'm not against it, but I'm straight. And there ain't no way in hell. There ain't no promotion in the world worth it. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, but let me tell you something, Shane. In, in, in this world, uh... You and I and probably a lot of the other people we know are in a position that we could walk away from something we don't like fairly easily. Right. Um, or, you know, we're both good-sized guys. I mean, there's not too many people that are going to push us around you know, when push comes to, so- to shove. You know, but there's probably a lot of men out there who, you know, may have been through a bad divorce. They don't have a lot of money. They got, they got child support. Um, they have other things going on in their lives and, you know, maybe the economy where they're at isn't so good. There aren't too many opportunities for good being jobs. And a guy like that who's, who's just trying to, to scrape by and, and, and a job means an awful lot to him. You know, that's a very vulnerable position to be in. Oh, yeah. That's a very vulnerable position to be in. And, um. It happens, and unfortunately, I would imagine that that gets underreported because a lot of guys are embarrassed. Oh yeah, of course. And you know, and you know, even if it's a woman that's doing it to you, we're all under the presumption that it, that it's that it's a boss that looks like a Victoria's Secret model. Okay, right. When the fact of the matter is, is a lot of times, you know, these 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 women are just as disgusting as the men we're talking about. Right. They're just as, they're just as disgusting as, as the predators that are men, right? You know, they're ugly people through and through. Not just the way they look, but they're Damn. they're horrible people. Yeah, and um, um, it's a uh, it, it it's the most vulnerable thing to pick on about any human being is their sexuality. Oh yeah. You know, and, and that's one of the first things that, unfortunately, and I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit this. Now, I've never, I, I'm, I'm not a name caller. I never was. But when a man gets in a fight with his wife or his girlfriend or any woman, I mean, he's almost always going to call her a bitch or something else. That's the first thing that they attack is their is their sexuality. Yeah, and it, it's that a is very true. Yeah, you know, it's it's a very or call him a whore or whatever, uh, and you know. It's it's uh, it's one of the worst things that you can do to dehumanize someone, to make them feel like shit. Most women, they can't stand you to call them a cunt. Oh, yeah. It's a terrible word. Yeah, it's I, a, don't, I never have liked it either. You know, and it's um, one of the worst things that you can do is attack someone's sexuality. I mean, that's just... Such a vulnerable part, not only physically but emotionally, to have your identity as a man or your identity as a woman stripped from you right. and, and made ugly. Um, it, it's probably one of the worst things that you can do to somebody. And 
so anyway, I, I wanted to make it very clear that my sensitivity to this issue is very strong. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I don't know that I've been affected by it directly, mm-hmm. but I've seen it around in certain places I've been, in other departments and other areas. I've seen it kind of affected. Yeah, you know, I haven't been directed. I haven't been directly a result of it myself, but uh, yeah, I have seen it at work though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I gotta say I haven't been around too many situations where I've heard blatant um, derogatory talk about women or minorities. I have I have not been I've been very fortunate. Um, I've worked around some people that were very difficult to work with because they were difficult people. Oh yeah, but I, I haven't I have been around people who. Um, you know, we're bad in human beings in that regard. Right. Uh, you know, they were going to treat people bad because of who they are. I right. have not been around. I've been very fortunate because I know it happens a lot. I've been very fortunate to be around, not to be around that. I haven't, uh, have not, I can't recall my 30 years of working for various companies in different capacities where that's ever been an issue. Um, I, I actually, well, I'll take that back. Years and years ago, okay, this was back in the Stone Age. <laughs> oh, wow. Wilma! <laughs> oh, yeah, this was a long time ago. This was back in the, uh, in the 1980s. I was very young, and I was just starting working in nightclubs. And back then, um, uh, the nightclub business was much bigger than what it is now. I mean, now you have a whole different landscape. This was, you know, before online dating, and this was before, uh, you know, all the social media, and this was before all of that. It used to be that you actually had to talk to people, meet new people, you know. Right. And, And and besides that, the party atmosphere during the 1980s, you're probably too young to remember, was much bigger than it is now. I remember seeing footage of it in the late 80s, maybe early 90s. But, yeah, I never experienced it. And, um, you know, nightclubs were busy. I've I've been out of the loop a long time, but towards the end of my career when I was – this would have been about 2006, 2007 when I had enough – uh, about, about, about that time, you know, you could count on a, maybe a strong Friday or Saturday night, depending on what club you were working at. But other than that, you had various hot nights during the week if you had a big act band come in or something. But for the most part, you had to rely on the weekend. And uh, uh, most places were restaurants first because that's where all, most of their money came from. And their bar was an, an add-on, and they concentrated on the, on Friday and Saturday night. That's how it was when I left. But back in the 1980s, um, you know, just about every night except maybe Monday or Tuesday was pretty busy. Wow. And once Wednesday rolled around, you know, that was ladies' night. Sunday and, you know, night, was, too? Uh, well, Sunday night was kind of – it depended on the bar. Oh, okay. uh, Sunday nights could be, uh, absolutely. As, as a matter of fact, uh, I used to do um, – uh, 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 I used to work at Portage Lake on Sunday night. And that was – man, that back then, this was – like we're talking, you know – late 80s early 90s that place was rocking man and uh but anyway my my point was is that uh 
there was such a, a heated atmosphere through the week that the nightclub business was much bigger than what it is now. And I used to work, I don't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday night, I used to do this uh, this gig up in Cleveland. And there was this bar manager up there, and this guy was a real piece of work, man. And I, I had heard things, <laughs> I, I had heard things about him. And I technically did not work for the establishment. I was an entertainment entity, just like a band was. Okay, I wasn't oh, okay. like an employee. And um, I, I got paid through a uh, an agency. Okay, I was working for an agency that you know covered these things, and they had bands and disc jockeys and all this. And um, I had been working at this place for about um, maybe three months. And I, I remember when I, I would get there, and I'd have to drive there from, from here, and I'd be an hour, hour and a half drive, and depending on the traffic, I'd get there about 8 or 9 o'clock, and there was already people waiting outside. I mean, it, it was crazy. And we had a line from like 9.30 to 10 o'clock. And I was hearing little rumors about this, about this guy being a real pain in the butt. And uh, he, uh, he, he was complaining about some of the DJs not making announcements, okay? And I, I, was, I was always pretty good about my announcements, especially early in the evening. And I always used to tell them, you can make, have me make announcements late in the night, but nobody pays any attention to them, okay? Because they're, they're uh, hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. They're hanging. Okay. Yeah, so anyway. So their mind's so damn gone by that time, I don't even know you're even there. But anyway, he, he, he was on this kick. He handed me this piece of paper one time. And this was early in the evening. You know, nobody was dancing yet. They just had the bar and this and that. And I was just playing some warm-up music. And he comes up with this piece of paper. And he had this written out this thing that he wanted me to say about all the bar specials and everything. All right. So, you know, I, I, I read it a few times. And I, and I <clears throat> clear my throat, turn on my mic, and I, I start to talk. And, I, and lo and behold, he's standing right in front of me. He's standing right in front of the booth staring at me. Okay. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of a situation. But that can be very distracting okay when you when you have somebody staring at you like that making sure that you actually read yeah. this thing okay and it and and i was the type back then you know i was full of piss and vinegar and i, I started saying <laughs> hey how you doing man you know i had the, the, the and you're, you're, we're talking a megawatt sound system and my oh. voice was just boop like, here's my manager he's standing right here say hi to him you know i was doing this whole thing and i was oh, really god him off. Did <laughs> okay. uh, you get fired? He said, hey, he wants me to tell you about our specials up at the bar. You know, and I got read off this whole thing. And then I said, and don't forget to tip your waitresses and your bartenders. They're working very hard for you. And I went through this whole thing. And, I, you know, and then I started the song and the music was going. And I leaned over to him. And I said, how was that? And he just walked away from me. And I'll tell you, if looks could kill, he would have killed me. Wow. Okay. So anyway. He ended up hitting on one of the waitresses up there, and <laughs> it didn't go well. Okay, because th- this girl got physical with him. I don't. She smacked him around. And I, I did. I, I mean, I wasn't even aware this was happening. And I'm, I'm in, I'm in the weeds. You know, I got two hundred people dancing all around me, and I, I got all this and, and so loud in there, Shane. You, you just unreal. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, uh, found out later. That he went to his car, got a gun, <laughs> came in and pulled a gun on her. Damn. <laughs> this guy was off of his rocker. Okay. Shit. 
Yeah, but that was my only experience with, and he, he, this was beyond sexual harassment. This guy was had a few screws loose. Okay, obviously the police had to come out there, and and it was bad enough. We were getting complaints in the area about you know the police coming out there because of fights out in the parking lot and stuff. And here, one of the managers out there pulling a gun on a waitress. But uh, that was my only experience with uh, being around somebody who's mistreating a woman. Yeah. So. Uh, we got about a minute and a half left. I did want to ask you real quick. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was all right. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was another day. God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, y'all don't eat, y'all don't throw that on turkey or nothing. Well, actually, we uh, uh, when it went to, and, and you're going to laugh at me, but <laughs> I, we the night before went to Bob Evans. And we got one of those uh, pre-done dinners. Oh, okay. And I'm telling you, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's probably, it probably was. Bob Evans ain't it, bad. It gave instructions about how to heat it up properly and everything the next day. And um, um, my wife did all that. But, you know, it was like maybe 15 minutes, maybe a half hour of prep. And, of course, a little bit more time involved to set the, you know, get the plates out and everything. But it, it, it wasn't one of those things where we had a slave all morning in the kitchen and and then have a big mess to clean up it was nothing like that at all and yeah we had a pretty good time yeah well i'll close out with just saying mine was pretty good uh i excited the family shocked them all to hell uh they wasn't expecting me to be there when i rolled in at 8 30 on thanksgiving morning but uh we ended up driving all night so with that being said we'll be back uh monday night glad to be back to podcasting with you billy and, all right uh, We'll be back Monday night at 10 on Monday night. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.